0: Lauren, I cannot believe how close to Christmas it's getting. Have you started to think about what presents you're going
1: to buy people yet? I have actually, because I've fallen a little bit in love with mouse and grapes, cheese and wine hampers after we enjoyed ours on our cosy little night away. Oh my God, great shout. They had so much in them. I mean, two full bottles of wine for a start. And it's such a fun way to try different cheeses. I hadn't even heard of some of the ones in the hamper and they were so delicious especially when paired with the crackers and chutney.
0: But do you know what I love most about the hampers? It's that mouse and Grapes stock quite a range of them and they all feel super luxurious in their gorgeous packaging, but they're
1: all at different price points excellent point jess but my favorite thing is the little pairing booklet and the pencil that comes with it turns the hamper into a real experience i think and it gives you the chance to learn about what you're eating and drinking and just really appreciate it plus it's a great way to make it into a fun little social activity for the festive period too yes i love doing that with you
0: okay so listeners please do check out www.mouseandgrape.com when thinking about christmas gifts this
1: year it's a definite Reco from us. Welcome to Book Recos Between the Pages. I'm Jess and I'm Lauren and we're the Pals Behind Book. This is the podcast where we chat all things books and just
0: about everything in between. This week, we are chatting about Dorno Porter's
1: brilliant new novel, Cat Lady. We run Joni's Book Club and have chosen it as their choice for November, so make sure you go and check out their Instagram and blog for more.
0: and welcome back. How was your yoga retreat?
1: It was really lovely, thank you. It was in Lake Annecy, which is sort of in between Switzerland and France, and everywhere just looked like a bit of a painting. It was stunning.
0: And what did you do apart from yoga?
1: Um, Yoga, Uh, but there was like, it was in this really lovely villa with um, a hot tub and a swimming pool, and it was right on the lake, so, and in the mountains, so... Lots of like mountain hikes, walks, swimming. Did you go in the lake? No. But you (laughs) have before. I have before, but this time I just really wussed out. Last time it was like frozen over and like, and there was a sauna. Mm. That was key. Mm. There was a sauna so you could like get warm afterwards. Whereas this time you'd have to like bring a towel with you and then run back. And I just wasn't ready for that. Not mentally, not physically.
0: No, I'm not an open water swimmer. Got absolutely no desire ever. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i i would love to i mean wim Hof makes it sound like it's a life-changing experience but i'm just not, not ready to be life-changed you know no i'm very happy for wim Hof. all i do is for the last like 60
0: seconds of my shower i turn it to cold and i feel like that's enough wellness for me that's enough yeah yeah and yeah. um, clean water as well we is quite key
1: um
0: <laughs> my week Busy, Lauren, I'm so overwhelmed by all the TV. I have to watch another podcast I'm behind on. No. Like, I've just spent ca- November, like, catching up on all these things. It's not been ideal for reading. I do not know how next week's wrap-up episode is going to go. <laughs> I simply have not read any books. It might be a TV records episode. Well, I'm, I'm good at that. Oops. I've actually just this morning before work I'm actually watching TV before work to cram all in finish the crown because I had to know what was going to happen okay Obviously, you can look in the history books what was going to happen but it's not so <laughs> um so yeah overwhelmingly busy I'm so behind on my podcasts, as well it's very stressful it means I don't get to listen to the ones that I just like to dip in and out of for fun because yeah. I've got actual homework from my
1: like oh dear existing ones it's a lot it is a lot and I feel like I should also just caveat That I think my sound quality isn't great today.
0: Um, Yeah, to be fair, it's coming through fine in my headphones. But yeah, it's a good shout because listeners might hear it differently.
1: Yeah, Um, because I'm recording this in my lunch break at work today. So please bear with me. She's a
0: trooper, guys. She's a trooper. (laughs) So today's episode. It was supposed to be an interview with the legend Dorno Porter herself. Um, But when... One lives in LA and the other party is full of two busy gals. It is near impossible to organise. Um, but, you know, they we might be able to do something for the paperback, but to be honest, the book was so good that we just wanted to talk about it ASAP on yeah. the pod.
1: So you've just got the two of us. So I'm sorry about that. <laughs> we'll try and be as entertaining as Dawn. Um, she was so lovely at her book launch, wasn't she?
0: Yeah, and she gives off really lovely vibes from her... Um, non-fiction audiobook which actually I had just listened to before reading Cat Lady by like complete oh. accident like I didn't really mean to. Oh,
1: really what's it like is it a memoir? Um, ish but it's not billed that way Um,
0: so it's called Life in Pieces and it's her lockdown diaries but oh, right. with that like she does a lot of looking back on her life and things yeah. so that's why it's kind of like a memoir Um, but I didn't quite realize I guess because it wasn't all consuming for me as I wasn't her friend but Caroline Flack died just before the pandemic like her funeral was the week before lockdown and I also didn't really realize that Dorno Porter was like one of her best friends so she um her grief filters into the book a lot in fact she reads the audiobook and actually when she's talking about Caroline she gets choked up in the recording of it so it's very sad um but it's also general like almost nostalgia now to to lockdown of like chatting about zoom and how every day was the same and like overeating and tequila (laughs) um she talks a lot about weed gummies in it a lot um and also a lot about her pets and how she loves having pets and like when she first got a cat so it was very interesting to read before this one. Um, I also didn't know until I read this book that she um, was one of the
1: founders of Choose Love. Did you? I did actually, yeah, because I um, I did some work for it a, a little while ago, but I hadn't actually clocked that whilst I was reading Cat Lady.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was kind of trippy to read them both back to back, to be honest, because also then yeah, it I becomes bet. really hard when it's a novel to, like, separate it.
1: Yeah, which one from- would... Was- yeah, you non-fiction. sort of them both, don't you? Yeah, especially because.
0: So as I said, she talks about her own cat, but she also talks about the death of her own mother at a young age, mm. and how like she she now part of the reason she likes to dress colorfully is so that her sons one day when she's gone will always remember her in lovely dresses, and that's kind of like Mia and Cat Lady. She always yeah. remembers her mum's lovely dresses, and um in Cat Lady there's a point later on in the story where she discovers caftans and Dawn Porter is a big old lover of caftans there's a lot of that yeah. in Life and Pieces <laughs> so some does filter through and I had to keep not letting Mia be pictured in my head as yeah as Dawn. I think she says she has red hair though him. yeah she is and before we move on to Cat Lady properly Life and Pieces is a really lovely record I would highly recommend the audiobook for that one thank you borrow box for bringing it to my attention love that um
1: so shall i drop the synopsis then
0: i thought you'd never ask
1: here we go single independent aloof cunning agile cannot be tamed we've all known a cat lady and we've Probably all judged her too. But behind the label, the one that only sticks to women, what if there's a story worth nine lives? Told with Dawn's trademark warmth, wit and irreverence, Cat Lady's a story about defying labels and forging friendships. It's for the Cat Lady in all of us because a woman always lands on her feet. It's quite an aloof synopsis, yes. if you will. Um, it doesn't actually say what the story really. is,
0: <laughs> but I like it. I like the clever play on it. So let's yeah. give some more context to Mia, our main character, who is not O'Porter. <laughs> she's an interesting one. I read this book to my cousin recently, and I saw her the other day. She was only twenty pages in, and she was like, um, "Main
1: character's a bit weird." <laughs> yeah, she is a she's an acquired taste, and I'm sure a lot of people when reading this book will liken her to Eleanor Oliphant. Just because mm. she she likes things the way she likes them, she's very set in her ways. Yeah, and quite um, yeah, set in her ways.
0: Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I think anyone, anytime there's a character that's a bit different, anyone, everyone's like is Ellen or Elephant. Yeah. Um, but the difference is that like she doesn't miss social cues like Ellen and I. Um, and I actually really resonated with. Every, like at the beginning of the book when we meet Mia properly she, when she's going to work I really resonated with a lot of what she said so again unlike Eleanor she's like got a big important job she's a um, managing director of a famous jewelry brand she has some really funny commentary about how she'll have her she will get up early she will have her breakfast at home she'll go to the office early and set herself up for the day ready to start work at 9 a.m. And then all the millennials and the Gen Zs rock up at nine and then they go and make their cereal and then they go and make their coffee and then they sit down for the day. And back in the days of, of commuting, like I'm really with me or it used to fuck me off when people like I would be all settled and getting to it. And then people would come in at nine and be like, how was your evening? I'd be like, fuck off. Like I got here early to have all this bullshit done so I really resonated with me
1: you're so yeah you are I can see that part of you I'm totally (laughs) the opposite I'm like I'll arrive at nine maybe ten and then I'm I'm there to make my coffee make my breakfast and then maybe be sat down by half past (laughs) um it's so it's not odd that she has this really great job and dresses smartly for it but um it's it's more like her outside of work and her personal life that that makes her quite an odd character and her marriage definitely is is quite interesting um so her and her husband tristan have separate bedrooms and that's because of her cat pigeon um because her husband isn't a big fan of the cat doesn't like the cat in the bed or sleeping on the bed and she'll still have sex with her husband but that she's like rigorously planned out, and but then afterwards will like sneak into her own room to sleep in there so that she can sleep in bed with her cat. Um, and she's perfectly content for her marriage to operate that way, yeah. and it suits and it, and it suits Pigeon as well.
0: It does suit Pigeon. Her husband's lesser fan, he's like, Oh, you didn't, yeah, you said you'd stay the night. She's like, Yeah, well, I didn't. <laughs> um. I did find it slightly odd that the cat would shower with her or, like, come into the shower. But I haven't ever had a pet, so maybe that isn't weird. Yeah, Um, yeah.
1: no, I also found that a bit weird. And, like, sleeping in bed with your cat, like, I thought that was a bit weird. I guess they're like a hot water bottle, though, maybe. I don't
0: know. I've never had
1: one. Um,
0: What I will say is that I think when you start reading the book, a lot of people might find the cat and owner relationship a bit much but when you hear about the backstory of how pigeon came to be her pet for, yeah. for me at least made complete sense i was like you shower and lay in bed with that cat <laughs> all for it <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway the other weird thing about her marriage because we're not done yeah is the third party in it basically so her husband has 50 50 custody with his ex wife of their son, and as a result, she's always fucking around. Um, yeah. Mia is such a good stepmom, and like it doesn't really correlate with what you think she might be like based on yeah. everything. Like, she's Deborah wanted kids herself, and she says that, but she really loves being a stepmom, yeah, and that's really lovely. But my god, I don't know how Mia put up with her so well, she's yeah, same.
1: and also with her husband because we don't be mistaken like he's not a very nice man I don't think so I kind of think I kind of don't really blame her for not wanting to sleep in a bed with him um once you get to know what he's like um like he calls her because he doesn't know what sandwich to have like that's a bit weird isn't it yeah and I guess so Tristan's ex-wife Belinda and um, they have a very unusual relationship, like Jess said, like they're in and out of each other's lives. I think it's they still go to therapy together, right? Yes. And they yeah, like so have, have it have therapy. Like she'll
0: come over and have her like Zoom
1: therapy in his yeah. room. Yeah. Um, and I think it was one of the opening scenes where Mia and Tristan are hosting a dinner party together and Belinda comes and Belinda's like the friends who are invited are all of like Tristan and Belinda's friends from when they were married. And so Mia's the outsider in her own, at her own dinner party. Um, And all of her friends, particularly all of her dinner guests, I should say, particularly Belinda, is really mean about Pigeon and Mia's relationship with her cat Um, in quite a nasty, open way, not in Mm -hmm. a passive aggressive way or a sly remark here and there like actually in a very rude rude way yeah
0: and some quite... of dawn's books are like she'll write things that are so outrageous or like people are so rude to someone's face that you're like this cannot be real life like no yeah. way but but probably is to like be able to think of these ideas you know what i mean And also writes them so plausibly yeah, and enjoyably true. to like read along with yeah So in addition to that, there are a lot of interesting characters in this book. And we should probably revert back to the pet grief group because we kind of meet them first in the book. Um, So in the group, there's a range of people. There's a really tough guy who's described kind of like a a biker man, if you will. Um, And he's mourning the loss of his pet snake. Um, There are a few other women in the group, too. um, But Mia is attending the group whilst pigeon is still alive and she is basically so scared of losing pigeon that she's almost already grieving what that could be like so she goes to this pet grief group to try and help her through
1: which i kind of got yeah me too Mm. i think she's she's just very lonely i think in in terms of like she doesn't have many friends and i think she's just so anxious about the thought of losing her pet pigeon Um, And there's another woman who's in the group and she's a writer and she then writes a piece about the pet therapy group. She doesn't name anybody's names, but she publishes it in the newspaper and very clearly describes Mia. And it's kind of from there that Mia's world gets sort of turned upside down because she's kind of exposed, not explicitly But her world starts unraveling a little bit from there.
0: Yeah. The one saving grace is in it it, is that Mia's cat is still alive. So people are like, oh, that can't be you, but my God, it could be. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Mia, it's kind of the catalyst, but Mia goes from having it all on, or, you know, someone to look at her life, they'd think she'd had it all. And then she like slowly almost falls into this stereotype of a crazy cat lady. Um, And we won't spoil it by saying what happens, but oh my God, Lauren, I didn't see any of it coming. Did you? Without saying what happens.
1: No, no, no. Um, I kind of guessed the more obvious parts of the plot, but not, you know, not the majority of it. And I was actually pleasantly surprised by the ending because it didn't end how I imagined it was going to end like you know how (laughs) it's going to tie up neatly with a bow but it wasn't how I thought it was going to end and I actually preferred it
0: yeah I loved the ending I'm glad that everything happened the way it did but yeah some of it is so audacious but we know that about Dawn's writing and her books they're all a bit scandalous and so much graphic sex in this one a young man is putting objects inside another person
1: oh i (laughs) forgot about that but she did sort of say at her book launch to her publisher like thank you so much for bearing with me like you've had to edit some pretty graphic yeah
0: and it really is the same in all her fiction is it (laughs) yeah Yeah. i mean we should say we won't i don't think we'll talk about it but we've both just read a different daughter Porter.
1: yeah for my birthday, Jess bought us both a copy of *The Cows* by Dorno Porter, which we've buddy read together. But I think we'll save that one for another week. Yes. So back to Cat Lady then. Did you warm to Mia as a character?
0: Yeah, I mean, I said up to I, I resonate with her. I really get Mia. I I like her a lot. Yeah. <laughs> did you? Did, when you you've the fact that you've asked me, did you warm to her? Does that mean it took a while for you to warm to her?
1: Yeah, it definitely took me a while too warm to her. but I think you do like there is a, like a strong character development to Tinia throughout the book. um and she's very opinionated, which I like I'm actually gonna give an example of a quote that I think just expresses that like is a good example of how um direct she is. So here we go. She says, the snobbery around instant coffee baffles me. It's a drink that's fueled wars. Do you really think soldiers in World War II woke up and ducked about with grinding beans before they set off to defend their country? No, they boiled water, put a teaspoon of perfectly blended granules into a cup, splashed in some UHT, and got the hell on with the job. If AJ was a soldier, we'd all be dead by lunchtime. Um, And it just, I think, perfectly encapsulates how it's she's just so black and white in her in her thinking and sense of right and wrong yeah but but then I guess when
0: you think back to her marriage like that's not so black and white or maybe she sees it as black and white you know like a lot of people a marriage where you sleep in separate beds would be weird to a lot of people but Mia's like no this is what we do yeah so maybe her perception of black and white is a bit different to like societies Mm. we love Mia for that Um, We should also probably say that this book has a lot of grief and trauma in it. And I think if you're buying this for the cat lady in your life and your friend who has pets, they might get sad at this book. I've seen a lot of (laughs) reviews of people being like, I sobbed just because the relationship with the cat Um, is so intense. And like I said um, earlier, like Mia had grief in her childhood. Her mother died and her sister fosters loads of children and she's got a complicated life and it can get a bit heavy at times so I think just be mindful of that peeps
1: yeah so Jess you've now read So Lucky and Life in Pieces by Dawn which has been your favorite
0: I think So Lucky will always be my favorite Maybe because I read it first, but also because it was just such an audible experience. As in my reading experience, there was so much noise going on because I was laughing and gasping. And that's yeah. like such a good sign of, a, of like a good book and a good reading experience. Um, but they're all pretty close together. I think if anyone were to come up to me and say, oh, I'm, what shall I read? I, I want a book that I can't put down. I'd just be like, oh, anything by Dono Porter.
1: Yeah, that is true. Actually, I was in a proper reading slump before reading this book. And it really did help me out of it.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I think I even said to us like, "Don't worry, Lauren. I'm just going to sort you out." Yeah, <laughs> Dawn's got your back. Yeah. Um. And we have like a. It's a shame we couldn't get this to work as an interview, but we have a few crossovers with Dawn now. Um. In that we work with, Joni, which is um a clothing brand.
1: We genuinely love their clothes so much because they're so comfy. Like everything's stretchy. It always fits nicely. And Dawn's line with them is pretty eccentric in all of the best ways. It's very um, Dawn. It's very <laughs> Dawn and water, yeah yeah. Um, and I think we've already said on an episode we went to her book launch in her Joanie clothing because we needed to get them. It was month. intense. It was intense. <laughs> um. So naturally, for November, we've picked Cat Lady for their book club pick. And so there's a blog on the Joanie website with more. Recos about the book if if you're interested.
0: Yeah, and also if you're listening to this episode when we said it live just before Black Friday 2022 Joni have just announced 40% off the entire website so you could get some of Dawn's range but like literally anything for almost half price, that's that such is a good saving
1: even though they send us free clothes listens.
0: I'm like, I might have to go and buy some. Oh
1: yeah um, and speaking of Black Friday discounts people might interested mm. to stay tuned for a book this sneaky discount code this coming thursday and friday and those subscribed to our newsletter will find out first
0: yeah our discount is really only, to going, to, only going to be a matter of days there's none of this black week or black month as people are calling Five it month. you miss it you miss it
1: yeah so If you're eyeing up a reading journal, then now's the time to subscribe to the newsletter.
0: Okay, this week's Request a Reco is for the perfect book to gift. And I feel like we say that about 90% of the (laughs) books we discuss on this podcast.
1: Yeah, and obviously the perfect book to gift always is coupled up with a book records reading journal. Naturally. Um, but hang on, as a first point of call, let's send people to our recent book gifting guide post on Instagram because mm-hmm. that has loads of recos on there for different types of people and readers and what book we would recommend for those.
0: Excellent shout. Um, but I guess in addition to that, some all-rounders would be... What Writers Read, edited by Pandora yeah. Sykes, which we discussed earlier this month. Really gorgeous little gift.
1: Yeah, and Dear Dolly would also make a great gift for a friend too, wouldn't it? We are doing
0: very well in November's episodes in time for Christmas gifting.
1: Um,
0: I'm trying to think of some that we've deemed really lovely gifts. Oh, oh, um, These Precious Days by Anne
1: Patchett. Lovely gift. Still in your top 10 of the year, so that's yep. a lot, isn't it? Uh, taste by Stanley Tucci would also be good for the foodie in your life. Yeah, that would be great at Christmas. And then you can spend your Christmas holidays cooking. Awesome.
0: Um, to be honest, Michelle's new book that I just posted my review of this morning, actually, um, it's called The Light We Carry. It would make such a great gift. You are
1: literally giving someone Michelle's wisdom in a book. No greater totally. gift than that. Yeah. Totally. I'm listening to that on audio at the moment and can 10 out of 10 say so that She's makes the perfect. best perfect gift um okay so that's quite a few to go on um but for more fictional ones head to our recent instagram post and save it for when you're browsing in a bookshop because self-gifting is also important thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed today's episode then like subscribe leave a rating and review it costs you nothing but it genuinely means the world to us
0: and you could share our podcast with your reading buddy too, because they might enjoy getting some more recos. And if you don't already, then subscribe to our monthly newsletter at www.bookrecos.com for a roundup of our records in your inbox.
1: See you next week. We'll be here.